Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Untying the Knot on everything single motherhood and divorce. I'm Britt. And I'm Hannah. And if you desire more purpose in your life and you are ready to kick that past baggage to the curb and discover what is keeping you stuck so you can get unstuck, then you're in the right place. Let's chat. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Untying the Knot. I got my girl Hannah here with me. Hey, Britt. How are you? I'm good. Just, I was, I had had texted, guys, I had texted Hannah before coming on here. And I was like, listen, do I have a little bit of time to like (laughs) eat a snack so I don't throw up on my mic? I am like, I will be 13 weeks tomorrow. And I really honestly had one night this week where I wasn't nauseous and I thought I was turning a corner and like, I feel like I jinxed myself. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. I was just telling, uh, I was just telling Abby because she was asking how you were feeling and everything. And I was like, she's good except for at night. Like it's like evening sickness instead of morning sickness. I know like whoever came, I say, like, I feel like I've been saying this a lot. Whoever came up with the term, it must've been a man. Whoever came up with the term, (laughs) like morning sickness is seriously disturbed because it is so far from just that. (laughs) Has no idea. Oh my gosh. I can't. So I had I had voice. So guys, uh, Hannah and I like voice memo each other so often throughout the week, like practically every day. And we're just like spouting off like random ideas and like things to put pins in. And I had voice memoed her like, what was it, a couple of days ago where yeah. we have both revealed. And if you haven't listened to them, you should go back. Hannah did one very vulnerable episode last. Was it last Tuesday? I think so. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Okay. So yeah, two weeks ago, ago, very vulnerable part about, um, kind of coming to of your beginning of your single motherhood journey and it's very raw. And, and I kind of did some pieces of my story. Um, there is hope, um, it's in in two parts and I feel like you and I can agree or disagree. (laughs) I feel like you and I, in the year that we've been doing this podcast, we are coming into this how do I want to put it? We're stepping into this new arena where we feel comfortable enough, not only with each other, but we feel comfortable enough with our audience to be this vulnerable, where we're bearing a lot of our personal story that really got us to where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, we're at this point now where it's like, we've given bits and pieces. If you, you know, as you go through and listen to the episodes, it's, you know, almost every episode we say something about, you know, whether we're an abuse survivor without elaborating, but just little bits and pieces like that over the last 30, I think this episode is 34 over the last 33 episodes. And now I think we are both feeling more comfortable and confident in going a little deeper. And it's scary because, you know, it's just, it's vulnerable and it's hard to imagine like, what are people going to say? Or, um, you know, I know for me, there's a part of me that like, doesn't want to get backlash for it. Um, and that's, you know, but, but we've gone through these things for a reason, um, as cliche as that is, but 
it's true. You know, we yeah, have, we've absolutely. gone through these things to be able to help others, I believe. So, yeah. And one of the things, if you're new around here, or maybe you've been with us since the inception of this podcast, almost a year ago, yeah. um, we have alluded and not really gone into much detail about the fact that like abuse is a spectrum. And, um, in my own experience, I feel like I am ready to kind of, I feel like a lot of times in our podcast episode, we were like, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. And today, today is that day to yeah. address that and kind of intertwine my story um, with it. So I'll kind of put this disclaimer out, like abuse is a spectrum. I think um, the way that society is conditioned when we hear the word abuse, we um, naturally, cause that's like what we see in the, the media. We, yeah. we, we hear constantly we're inundated with that um, abuse is of the physical mindset where you yeah. have bruises. And while that is a component to some, both of, you know, to my story, not bits and pieces, a big component of it is abuse on the emotional um, psychological um, side. And yeah, I found in my own journey and walking, especially through the court system, um, it's very hard to prove that. And something that I heard time and time again from the women that I connected with, that I've worked with over the past, um, you know, since I filed for divorce in 2019 was, um, you're so lucky. You're so Mm -hmm. lucky that it was recognized. You're so lucky. And, um, it honestly, to be honest with you, it, Hannah, it really, it pissed me off. Yeah. yeah. It pisses me totally. off because, um, I, I'm not lucky. I, yeah. I, I went through something and the fact that we, as women, when we go through this type of abuse on this spectrum, um, our voices aren't heard. We are not believed. Um, it, it pisses me off. And yeah. I'm, I, I feel like today's episode is really going to come to I'm coming to my own and I want to be that voice for the women who feel that they were not heard, whether you, and and I hope that anybody that's listening out there that is in the thick of it. Um, you know, I can only speak from my experience. I'm not a lawyer. Um, I can't give you legal advice, but I can speak to how I, the, the things that I did that I feel, um, benefited me mm-hmm. and take it for what it's worth. Um, and I hope that it can provide you a ray of light in your own situation and know that your voice is valid. Your, your, what you went through is valid. Yeah. Um, and you deserve to have your truths, uh, heard. Yeah, so absolutely. And I think you, you know, made a great little disclaimer there that we are not attorneys. <laughs> um, we both have experience with attorneys, obviously going through court systems, but this is very much so just, um, just like we aren't therapists either. Like, but this is very much so an episode to just give you a real life example of what Brit did. Um, and maybe you can take it to your attorney or maybe you, maybe it will, maybe it will just open your eyes to abuse. You didn't know you were going through. Like, I know that was, that was something mm -hmm. for me. I literally, I remember one of our first episodes, I said something about how, you know, my ex wasn't really abusive, but like, he would say this or this, and you were like, that's emotional abuse. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is. (laughs) And so if nothing else, you know, hopefully this episode will just give you guys, um, I don't know, just give you some sort of, some sort of what's the word I'm looking for. Just help in one way or another, give you guidance, give you direction on maybe the things that you can do 
going forward. But every state is different, obviously. Every county yeah. is different. Um, so always just before you do anything, don't take our advice as as Bible. Bible. Yeah. Definitely go to a professional, go to an attorney in your area. Um and you know, see see if anything you know Britt says can be helpful to you too. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I was like thinking about it, where to start. And I think the biggest piece of it, the best advice that I ever got that kind of started me on this whole, um, journey of fighting for my freedom, um, both in and out of the court system is I, I remember when I first announced, um, that I was getting a divorce, I had announced on social, I had announced on social media, um, I had quite a bit of, I, I left that account, but I, I had quite of a, a bit of a following on my old account and people had seen my life as a um, new mom. Jack at the time was two, two, when I decided mm-hmm. to leave my ex-husband and they had seen interactions with, with my ex and he had been on my Instagram. So like it, it felt appropriate for yeah. me to like announce. And I was gone for a little bit and people will begin to message me like, where are you? Um, I had started my young living business. So people were like, did you ghost me? Like, Hey, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? So, um, when I had announced it, I remember to this day, um, I'll give her a shout out Lauren Slatterly. If you're listening, um, she had reached out to me and she was within my oil community and she sent me a Facebook message and she said, um, the best advice that I had ever gotten when she kind of went through her own like court proceedings with, um, her daughter was keeping a journal mm-hmm. and documenting. And I give this advice to any friends thereafter that are going through documenting. When I say a journal, I am not a big journal person, but in those three years, especially like the first year yeah. documenting everything. Now I mean, everything from, um, that, you know, drop offs and pickups, yep. everything from, um, keeping text messages and then oh, journaling yeah. them on and, and really quick, save those forever. Like I still have text messages from eight years ago. Um, yeah. save those for forever. <laughs> and there is like, um, I'm sure they've changed, but Um, that's something that your attorney would like, will like to see, um, especially if there's a lot of emotional abuse, chances are that they are emotionally abusing you from afar through text messages, through emails. Um, so there's apps actually, that makes your life a lot easier to easily share, Mm -hmm. um, text messages. You can like Google it. I forget the names of it, but, um, so it's like easier to like transfer some back and forth to your attorney, but, um, journaling everything and like and like from interactions to, to your feelings, like either you're journaling your feelings, like how that made you feel. And like, I also went, uh, I also went a step further is like a lot of the things that I was going through even after, like when I file for divorce could be connected to, um, a situation that happened when we were together, like yeah. abuse that happened when we were together, I, I would, um, a lot of times I would explain like when certain situations would happen in my journal, I'd be like, this is not, this is very typical to experience this because X, Y, and Z, I experienced this mm. and tying it back into, cause again, if you are going to the court and you are trying to show that there was abuse, um, connecting it back to the time that you were married is, is, is very beneficial for you. Mm. Um, cause a lot of times, 
in the court is going to be like, well, that was after your divorce. Well, that was after. And if yeah. you can then connect and say, well, look, like, I know that this is after, but then this, this connects to this. And I experienced this. It almost also, it, for me, it got my attorney's wheel spinning where the next step we took when, um, she saw, um, actually let me back up attorneys. I will say how in utterly important it is. This is my one piece of legal advice I will give you. And I feel, <laughs> I feel that I can give um, when, if, if this is the path you are walking and you have experienced this type of abuse, I cannot stress enough. You must get an attorney who has, is, can yeah. handle that. Yeah. Um, now my attorney is incredible. She deals with a lot of women that have gone through narcissistic abuse and she knows the signs. She knows their triggers. She knows the ins and outs and she can call their BS like that. So uh, they're out there. They are out there in the family court system. And I cannot stress that enough because this person, you are paying this person to advocate for you. If they don't believe you that you've been through this, then how the hell are you going to prove what you went through and use your truth, um, to, to get your freedom. Right. Yeah. Um, And those, those attorneys, chances are it's going to be more expensive than your, you know, just normal attorney, just normal family court, barely out of law school attorney, but it's worth it because like Britt said, this is your freedom. This is protection. Like this is your protection. If you have kids, this is the protection of your kids. Like, and that that's priceless, obviously. So it is, it's an investment in yourself that, um, is just very, very worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I have found this attorney, she came highly recommended and she's worked with women that have been in my similar situation. Um, and honestly, some of the stories she told me in sometimes much worse situation. So I knew she was the, the person that, um, I wanted to hire and I hired her. And when she started seeing my journal and seeing my experiences, she then said to me, um, come up, she called it like, um, top, like your top 10, like hit lists, like the, Mm. your hits. And basically what that means is, um, I can still remember when I gave that to my girlfriends, I'll get to that, but, (laughs) um, it's basically list all the different things that happened to our marriage, the abusive episodes, Um, um, for me and my marriage, um, the abuse got significantly worse to, um, to the point where I began noticing something is not right, but I did not have the wherewithal or the confidence to leave him at that point was when I got pregnant. Um, anybody that's walked through narcissistic abuse will agree with me that when the attention is taken off of them, um, they don't really take it very well. (laughs) And that like, yeah, that is, that is when a lot of the abuse increased. So a lot of like my top, like, you know, abusive episodes had to do with like, there were many of times that pregnant, like full on pregnant, I'd show up in the middle of the night to my parents with my dog at the time in tow with an overnight bag, hysterically crying, um, asking if I could stay there. Cause I didn't feel safe at home. Um, there, you know, this is all public record. Like there was, he actually had said to me, um, to get an abortion. Wow. Um, and blamed me takes two to tango blamed yeah. me for, um, getting pregnant. So there was a lot of like 
manipulation. There was a lot of psychological, um, um, emotional abuse that was involved. And it really wasn't a time that's supposed to be joyful was awful. Yeah. And that's why I'm finding now that I'm pregnant now, my second pregnancy, there's a lot of triggers for me because I didn't have that nice experience. And, and that's why it's so important to find a partner that can help walk you through this, but like Ryan does, but, um, yeah. So we came up with a, with that and entered it into court record. And what's interesting enough, um, I had a box and it's funny. You always look back and you're like, damn, like, it's almost like your you knew. body knew Absolutely. that you would need this kind of stuff one day. And I had like a box and I did it with all my ex-boyfriends, like, and you saved like letters and like, yeah. like notes and cards and blah, 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 like ticket stubs. And I had one and most of the stuff in there for him was kind stuff, but I was like going through it and towards like that tail end where I was like pregnant with Jack, I found these like letters that I had written to him when I had left the house, like, please don't contact me. We need to be apart. And like, would go into detail of what he did to me at that time with the date on top. Wow. And it's like, almost like, wow, like God knew I was going to need, need that. Yeah. Um, so those are things that I gave to my attorney to prove that like these things were happening. Like I had to leave the home and here's the proof, like here's a letter I wrote him like, and et cetera. Um, and I, I will say this, I shared that with my girlfriends one time at brunch because anybody that's walked through this type of abuse, it's, it happens behind closed doors. Yeah. And chances are when you tell people that, this is the, the, his true color, their true colors. I'll use there. Cause it can be women. Um, they'll say, wow, I never thought yeah. they could do like, they always seem so kind. Yeah. And so wh- it's crazy. It really yeah. is so crazy that people are like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought that. Like, they seem like such a great person or like, they're so charming or they're so funny or, you know, these things that on the outside are maybe true, you know, but there's also a much more dark side to them behind closed doors. And yeah, that is. And I think that's part of what makes as the victim, that's what makes you feel crazy is because Mm -hmm. you are the only one that sees the, the, the dark side, essentially, I don't know what else to call it. The, the abusive side, you know, nobody else sees it. And so nobody else, not nobody else, but not many people, at least, you know, you were so lucky in this regard. I will say you were, I hate the word lucky, but you know, I know that your, that your sister and that your mom and your dad, that you did have people that recognized it and that they were willing to, you know, bring it up eventually. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's, that definitely is one of the hardest parts as a victim is, is being it discounts to, you make you feel discounted. Almost. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you've spent your entire life having to, um, over explain yourself and defend yourself to your abuser. And now you're like, you feel triggered by those statements because yeah. then you're like, I feel like I have to, you feel triggered. Like you're put back in that situation because then you're having to defend the abuse that you went through to people that are supposed to be in your closest circle. And now I know they don't mean it with any ill will, Mm -hmm. um, because it is shocking to them to hear that. Um, but I will say if you are a friend of somebody that comes to you with news like this, 
please don't use that phrase. Don't say that. (laughs) It's gaslighting. It's a form of gaslighting and you're, you're discounting them. Um, you can uh, say like, I'm so sorry. Like, how can I support you? Like, you know, things like that, that are encouraging, give them, you know, you don't have to give them all the advice right then. They just need a listening. They just need someone to be there for them. You know, they just need someone that will give them a hug or just someone that they can call. And yeah, just being that safe space and just saying to them, like, I'm sorry that happened and I'm here for you. However you need yeah. is sufficient. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so entering that, like definitely like doing, I would have never known to like do that, but my attorney was just like, I do this a lot with like my, um, my clients that have gone yeah. through this, this, um, abuse. So like entering that into the court system was definitely helpful for me. Okay. So I know we aren't carpenters, but we're going to get you a toolbox of self-love. Do you desire more purpose in your life? Are you done allowing your past baggage to affect your present and your future? Do you want to discover what is keeping you stuck so you can get unstuck? When you're ready to step into full alignment with who you're truly meant to be, go follow Glowing With Growth Retreat on Instagram. I think like a turning point of the whole situation, like that kind of almost... Cause a lot of times this, what, what gets hard, especially in the court system is like, it can be a, he said, she said thing Yeah. for me personally, which I believe was a big turning point for my case was when I discovered, um, the financial abuse. Yeah. Um, this was, if you know anything about my story, you know, that I, I divorced him for one. I did not know that there was any financial abuse going on during the time that we were married. He was, I say all the time, like my credit card was li- my credit card was living a life um, that only he and my credit card were privy to. Yeah. Um, and I just, I had this feeling, this like gut feeling that there was just something more there. Like mm-hmm. I, I could, I, I couldn't explain it at the time. I kept telling my mom before I uncovered this, like, I just feel like I've only peeled the, like, that there's more to this. Like, I feel like there's more to this story. Like something more is going to come out. And my parents were like, what? Like, okay. (laughs) And I remember like, I went almost through, he was very, um, I was not allowed. And I was, I was not allowed to a trigger point for me growing up. I have learning disabilities is being feel made to feel dumb. Um, so none of the finances, I was not allowed to look at them. Anytime I asked to look at them, I would sit down with them and he'd be like, you're just dumb. You just don't understand it. I'm the finance guy. Like I got to do it. And, um, I, when I would ask questions, he would get irate and he would turn it on me. Um, and now looking back, I'm like, Oh, um, so I really was not allowed to have any handling on the finances as much as I tried. Um, and, and it got to a point where he would just berate me and beat me down that I was just like, fine, like you want to handle it, like handle it. And I yeah. put my faith and trust in you as my partner. Um, and so after I had left, something had just told me, like, I immediately changed all like advice from my attorney. I changed all, and I can't stress this enough. When you get a divorce, I don't care how amicable it is, detach yeah. your, your, your money situation, get new cards get a new bank account, detach yourself. You're getting a divorce for a reason. There is no reason you two should be having intertwining accounts at yeah. all, yeah. at all. 
um, change your passwords um, mm-hmm. to anything, to bank, to PayPal, to Venmo, anything and anything that isn't linked to your financial well-being. Um, so as I was doing that, something kind of told me to go through our bank account. And it was then that I started noticing like, and you know, we weren't the most well-off people, but I had a story that was told to me the entire time we were together was we were all, not a story. We were always living paycheck to paycheck to the point where we were going in like the negative balances. And we were, we had credit card debt out the wazoo. And I started like thinking like, it just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense because we both make a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. It's not like we have a lot of bill, like, and something just kind of told me to go through tooth and comb. And I did. And I started real seeing these like charges where it was like $500 a night, a thousand dollars a night on my credit card. But it was through like a third party, um, merchant service to kind of hide what it is. And because it was my own credit card, (laughs) I was able to go to the merchant service website and type in my social security number because that was linked to my credit card. And I got into the account and that was the other form of abuse. It was a, for live sex websites. Wow. Oh, like he was spending upwards to 600 to a thousand dollars a night while I was in the home (laughs) with our child on these websites. And oh my gosh. that started peeling the onion layer. And that was, um, I say that's a, a turning point because that almost like, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of everything that I was saying emotionally and physically it that like was going confirmed on, it, it. Yeah. That there yeah. was shadiness, that it yeah. was shady things were going on. And, and also like, you know, now I, in my name, it was just in my sole name. I left the divorce. I was like $63,000 in debt of not my own doing like, insane. and that to a judge was like, whoa, yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's not going to be everybody's situation. Not everybody's <laughs> going to uncover these things, but what I want, what I want you to take away from this is don't stop fighting. Yeah. They will make you feel like you should give up. And in those moments, that's when you should fight harder because yeah. that means they have that much more to hide from you. Yep. And that is where your freedom will come in. Now, let me tell you, those were some of the darkest moments of my life, uncovering that somebody that I had put unbelievable faith and trust. I had said vows to yeah. in God's home. Like I had said vows to, I got married to, could do something like that to me was I can't unfathomable. Even yeah. It was unfathomable. Um, the person that I was sleeping next to was not that person yeah. at all. Um, it shattered everything I knew. Now I had been married. We had not hit our four year anniversary, but we had been together for 10 years. So like this person that's in my life, immersed in my family, like, and then to see like, that's not who you are mm-hmm. is like your world. Like your reality is just, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it just, it just like shatters everything. Everything you thought you knew is now the case. And I think something else that you haven't said that I want to make sure we point out for you and for our listeners is that you trusted yourself. Like even in the midst of this, finding out all this horrible stuff, like you still knew in your gut that something, there was something else, you know, yeah. and you trusted yourself to 
figure that out and to not stop until you got the full story. And, you know, that can be really easy to, to kind of push aside a little bit, but that's a really big deal because if you're not going to have your own back, who is? And I think that's such a valuable takeaway too, is to keep pushing through. If you feel, if something feels off, if something feels not okay, for whatever reason, trust that feeling. I am a firm belief. I have known many people, especially women who have been cheated on and every single one of them knew it was happening before they knew like every single one of them just had a weird gut feeling before they actually found out what had happened. And, um, so I think just, if you, if you have that unsettledness or that, that weird, like stirring within you, that something just doesn't feel right. Um, trust that and trust yourself. And, you know, you did exactly that Brit, like you didn't stop until you got to the, the answer of what was causing you to feel uneasy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, um, yeah. that's a big, that's a big thing. <laughs> that's a big deal. And it, yeah. then you can, then you can move forward in this journey, knowing that you've trusted yourself. And that is just the more that you trust yourself and the more that you push through, you're just going to get more confidence and, um, yeah, you'll just be able to get through it. And I think like we talk a lot about like toolkits and I think the only reason I was able to trust myself, cause like, you hear that a lot from women that come out of these situations is that they've been so manip- manipulated not to trust themselves yep. for this reason, for uncovering who they truly are, um, for exposing them. Cause they don't want to be exposed. That's the, yeah. you know, for exposing them for their true colors. Um, I think that I started about like three years prior to that, I started my own self-care journey. I got into young living, um, essential oils, and it really, um, forced me when I was ditching and switching these toxic products, I was immersed in this like very positive community. I saw wonderful examples of marriages of people around my age in front of me. Um, it, And when I started pouring into myself and I started this business, which was the young living business, which was a way to actually a way for me to escape the abuse at home. But it was also pouring into myself, believing in myself and doing that in those three years, um, really, um, boosted my confidence when it, when I really would have had none, had I not had that outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, so then when I came out of it, I was already at this self-awareness of listening to my body. Um, So anybody that's out there that, you know, because I've been there, that you're struggling, you're like, I don't know how to trust myself. I highly recommend taking the time to do some self-care, but I'm not talking self-care where you're like getting a manicure, like getting a (laughs) massage. Yes, that is all fine and dandy, (laughs) but I'm talking about the inner work. And when you start like a, entrepreneurship and you start your own business, you know, anybody out there that's listening that has done that, you know, that that takes a lot. It's more inner work than anything else to see yourself succeed in that business. Um, so I I can't recommend it enough, whether you're, you go to therapy or you pick up um, my favorite book, the universe has your back, um, really start doing that inner work. And I promise you, you will learn to, trust your own instincts. And it's exactly the very thing that will allow you to continue the fight for freedom when it just seems like you can't go any further. 
Yeah. And one little piece of advice that I know has benefited me when it came to learning how to trust myself again is looking back on my life and not dwelling on the past, not staying there too long, but looking back and just looking for any evidence of any time that you've trusted yourself before, big or small. It can be something little like you didn't uh, order that specific thing from the restaurant because you had heard it had a bad review, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you avoided getting food poisoning that night. Um, or, you know, just any little, I can't even think of any little examples now, but just anything little, any time in your life that you have trusted yourself and it has, and it has made a point. Maybe you said no to something. Maybe you said yes to something and it was just a random little gut instinct like those little moments of trusting yourself are just evidence that you can trust yourself with the bigger things too. Um, and so I really love, I love doing that even now. That's one of the things in my toolkit is times when I'm feeling down or, you know, whatever. Um, I look back on the past and I'm like, you know what? I did that. Like I trusted myself. Here's one that I used to do all the time. I trusted myself to study really hard to get an A on my test. Like. Mm-hmm. That was something that I did in high school. I I was able to get a really good grade on something and I trusted myself by studying. Um, So just looking back on your life and any little seemingly insignificant thing is just evidence that you can trust yourself with something big too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a good way to... Yeah, me too. I know. I think we're uh, right around 30 minutes somewhere. So we will... uh, I think that's a good way to wrap it up also. Yeah. Thank. I just want to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you for being here with us um, and continuing along this journey with us. And especially now as Hannah and I kind of like unravel a lot more of our personal stories. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way for us to heal. Um, and you know, your response and your positivity and your reviews and your shares, um, your texts that we get about each of these episodes is so endearing to us. And it gives us the confidence to keep pushing forward because our voices, your voices need to be heard. And, um, that comes through to us. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week, which is the one year anniversary. Oops. (laughs) Oops. Sorry. (laughs) Is the one year anniversary of Brit reaching out to me saying, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? That's next week's episode is the one year birthday. So that'll be a good one too. That will be a good one. Sorry guys. I just got a phone call. Don't you hate when that happens? Oh my gosh. Always. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Peace. Well, thanks for chatting with us today, you guys. It was such a great episode. Uh, but before we go, Britt, you said we had a listener question. Uh, yeah. How can they support the podcast? Well, that's a great question. Uh, to help us grow our community and impact others' lives, you can leave us a tip, you can review, subscribe, or share with a friend. And when you're ready to step into full alignment in every area of your life, with who you're truly meant to be, uh, go follow Glowing With Growth Retreat on Instagram.